This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors. And our goal is to provide you, our listeners, some good facts, some good stats about our local market. This way, we can all make some good, informed decisions. And to help me with that today, I've brought in uh, Realtor extraordinaire Scott Tafoya. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing, Mr. Scordino? Pleasure <laughs> to be here. Good. I guess I said realtor extraordinaire, so you called me mister. Hi. That's a fair trade. Absolutely. That's not really how we feel. But <laughs> um, let me tell you a little bit about Scott. I was fortunate enough to get to work with him for a few years, a few years ago, although you're now on your own. You have Tafoya Real Estate, right? Absolutely. I uh, branched off about uh, six months ago, and uh, it's going well. Having mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. In fact, um, you and I partnered up on a few transactions those so-called short sales. Oh my gosh! Though, I mean, that is that a, a naughty word? Is that a bad word? It or? it uh, makes me shiver. <laughs> yes, it it's was a, a bad word to me. It was a dark time, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. It, and that that's from the realtor side of it. I mean, the poor people that actually had to go through it. I mean, it was really bad for them. And I'm talking about the buyers. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Then, of course, the sellers, too. But, um, oh, yeah, those short sales took forever. Um, I brought you on to a few of those because you had the patience to sit there on hold forever and ever and ever with the the banks. The banks were uh, not so... Uh, with it in their process so it it did take some patience and it did take some some digging and 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 really getting to know what what the process was Mm -hmm. for those short sales all right now i see that uh you're no stranger to sports uh and so although being here on espn in the studios here is probably the highlight of your life (laughs) and it probably overshadows the fact that you played football and baseball at clovis high i did um a few years back, yeah. All right. <laughs> Made the Clovis High Baseball Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Played at Centenary College of Louisiana. Correct. Uh, and, let's see, got a degree in spelling? <laughs> no. Oh, wait a minute. No, that's my typo error. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll just go along with it that it was presumptive script. Yes, absolutely. All right. And now... All that stuff is believable if you get to know Scott. The last thing that you have on your thing here is not so believable. Not so believable at all. Yeah. All around great guy. I don't know. <laughs> it's you know, I'm coming on the show for you to, you know, kinda of pump me up a little bit, oh, but I guess we're going okay. the other direction now, huh? It'll get better, I all promise. Right. <laughs> well, let's one of the things we talked about as we were preparing for the show is that today would be fun if we could kind of bust a few myths out there sure all the way from condos you know like like oh i don't want to be part of an hoa and because you live in one i thought this would be a perfect you could give us that actual um experience there sure um let's talk about solar leases and there's a lot of myths out there about those uh we can talk about the process and that'll be uh in the third segment of our show but that's going to be a good one 
the process. The process of uh, getting ready to buy or sell. Absolutely. There's mm-hmm. a and a lot of myths involved with that, such right. as, well, gee, I better not call and bother my realtor until I'm ready to put the sign in the yard. Correct. Correct. All right. Let Let's go to solar and um, let's first talk about curb appeal. So. We've always been, the realtors have always taught their clients that, you know, um, clean off the front door. Uh, If that white security screen door has rust stains on it, you might want to paint that. You know, make the home look fresh. Well, you drive by a lot of homes today, and those solar panels are a dark gray. They're, they're, They're not black. They're not shiny. There, it's a well, not a not a dark gray, a dull gray. Correct. Yes. Earlier this week, I was talking to a guy who happens to he's got a startup business going called Clean My Glass and um, does solar panel cleaning. I couldn't believe an average size home is well under a hundred bucks to clean them and make the that curb appeal look sharp. Absolutely. You're you're talking about. A service that makes not only makes it look good, but helps it the efficiency of the whole solar system. Um, you know, if you have two inches of dust or dirt on your panels, it's obviously not going to work correctly. The um, the the clients who had that done, uh, they reported the next day because they could monitor on their app their, uh, the the wattage. Sure, but they were producing about thirty percent more. I mean, that in itself tells you maintenance is key, not only for the efficiency, but for curb appeal, which you started off mm-hmm. by saying that. And I think we were going into the busting the myth, myth of are they bad? Are solar leases bad? Is it hard to sell a house or buy a house with a solar lease on there? So I, we're here to do that, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. I'll start it off by saying, you know, not all leases are bad. In fact, it's better that you have solar than you don't have solar. Um, and I've seen some pretty high bills um, in the last month from uh, those that don't have solar because you I, oh, we had those 105-degree days. For like 45 days in a row, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we can't deny that solar is going to be our future. Um, it's going to be a standard in the new builds. Um, it may be even a standard for for something else. So w- we don't know the policy that's coming out, but it is the future for energy efficiency and the way homes are going to be, you know, run with their energy. Mm-hmm. It's the way they're going to be powered. Yep. Um, I think where solar leases kind of get a bad rap because there are some types of leases that are not so good if you're trying to sell. And I'll be specific on that. So there's a couple of leases where they don't charge you a monthly fee. They put it on your property taxes. Correct. That's the Pace and Hero loan you're talking about. Right. Okay. Uh, And if you're going to live there and not sell it, never refinance, never change the title, yeah, maybe not a bad way to go. Sure. I mean, you're not making a monthly payment. That, that gives you a lot of relief monthly. Absolutely. You just pay it in, in your property tax. However, here's the problem. If you go to sell that home 
a new a new buyer who has to obtain a loan is not going to be able to get a loan. I mean, unless they go to a private party lender or something and, and pay a higher interest rate, because no new lender wants to go behind a property tax assessment that's on steroids. Correct. I mean, because they get they're going to be paid first. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Sure. If they ever had to do a short sale, they ever had to, that lender had to do a short sale Correct. or a closure, they're going to go behind this massive lien. Correct. Yep. So why do it? Well, and also if it's a tax assessment or, or the type of, of loan or, or, or solo lease you're talking about, it may throw the financing of the potential buyer off as well because they have to qualify for that extra amount. They have mm-hmm. to actually qualify for um, a house that's 150000 or 250000 but the solar lease is 40000 So we're looking at some numbers here that have to be managed and, and workable for everybody in the transaction. Mm-hmm. So what is the best way for a seller and a buyer to, to do that? Let's say there is an existing solar lease on the property. What should the buyer look for to see if this is something they can handle? First of all, I would before you, if you're looking at a property that does have any type of solar lease, do do not discount it just because you see solar panels and it's not owned. It mm-hmm. is a leased system. Yeah. So um, you're saying don't discount. Don't it. don't continue don't, on. Yeah. So so go to the property, find out, and and that's the first thing as brokers and realtors that we need to do when we sell a property is to be educated in the type of solar lease that we're trying to sell. Because if the listing agent is very educated in that lease and the terms of that lease, then they can tell the buyer's agent and basically educate everybody in the transaction. So not such a big deal. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows and is informed about it. And here, here's a good analogy, too. Let's go back 15 years ago. Uh, when there were a lot of different types of mortgages out there. Correct. Now, those um, there were adjustables, fixed rate, and such. So, same thing with lease, solar leases. Look at the characteristics of them. Could, 15 years ago, could we say mortgages were bad? No. Were certain types of mortgages bad? Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. How about, a you know, some solar leases have a fixed rate, 18 cents per kilowatt hour, through the year 2035. Correct. Not, you know, that's kind of nice, especially when PG&E right now, their tier one is 21 cents, tier two is 28, and then the next tier is, I think it's 43 cents. So to know that you're at 18 cents for in the year 2030, when you know, you know what your rate's going to be. Right, right. Now, you're throwing terms out like tier one and tier two and PG&E and, and 10 years down the road and and you know kilowatts and and these are terms that probably might scare a potential buyer or even a a seller or you know even an agent or a broker but we have to as brokers and fiduciary um agents of our clients we have to be able to educate ourselves and to be able to educate the clients as well the buyers the sellers on how this works for the home and not to be afraid of transferring a solar lease during a transaction. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. 
Yeah, because <laughs> that those are a lot of terms that are new to the industry. Correct. Correct. Um, I mean, I think they're new to us too. Um, you know, they were new to us, and and you know they start keep adding terms as we go, um, and it's our job again to as brokers as real estate agents to educate and inform not only ourselves. Mm-hmm. But the sellers and buyers out there. Yeah, these are new terms. I remember tears. That right. used to be what happened when you gave a home buyer their keys. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long time ago, Don. <laughs> That's right. With that, we are going to our first commercial break. But stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. <laughs> Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino and Scott Tafoya, a couple of big-time Bulldog football fans. Man, doesn't that get you fired up right there? It's game day, Don. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah let's see. We play the Idaho Vandals Idaho tonight. Idaho Vandals. It should be a lopsided affair. Go dogs, right? That's right. They're going to be an interesting team this year. You know, I think oh man, I, I, if they could improve on last year, obviously it, it would be great, but... Uh, they just seem to get better and better with their recruits and their their playing and their their schedule. So it's going to be fun to watch this year. Absolutely, go dogs! Yeah. By the way, got to tell you this: I just received a text, and it's <laughs> referring to some of the myths we were trying to bust. Okay. And, uh, okay. The person said the tears that they have now is when they open up their PG&E bill. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you got somebody on speed dial and PG&E or what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go to another myth. Okay. And that is, I hear people say, oh, I don't want any part of an HOA. Well, you're a guy that a few years ago bought a home in an HOA. I did. Yes. And uh, tell us what that's like. What are the benefits? What are the not benefits? And why should it? why should we bust that myth? Well, I think the benefits, you know, you have to define what you were looking for in a property. Um, an HOA is is basically rules and regulations for that community. Um, so if you're looking for, you know, you want to do whatever you want with your land or with backyard or the front of your house or put lawn gnomes out there, um, maybe an HOA is not the best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are some good things to an HOA as well. Um, you know, we were talking about terms and 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 definitions and and paperwork that probably scare some people with an HOA. Um the CCNRs are a huge huge packet of papers that uh have some legalese in it that um are delivered to the buyer with every HOA purchase. And I think it kind of goes back to what we we're saying in the first segment about Solar leases, mortgages, there's different types. Correct. There's HOAs where uh, maybe the only benefit that you have, and so the fees are very small, would be maybe a a security gate. Correct. Yeah. You have others that have swimming pools, clubhouses, tennis courts. Security. Yes. So maybe if you don't like playing tennis... Why get into one that offers the tennis court? Because you will be paying for that tennis court. If you don't like to go swimming, don't pay for that pool or look for a community without a pool. Um, if you if you're, don't need a gated community, don't 
look at a gated community with an HOA, mm-hmm. that type of thing. Here's here's a little myth I hear out there. People say, oh, man, they just raise the rates on you. Well, who's they? Well, HOAs are governed. They are an actual board of not only people that live in the community, um, but also an off-site um, Sometimes they're lawyers, and sometimes they're real estate professionals that create what is called the CC&Rs. Now, that's a, a term that everyone's heard maybe and that don't know what's what it is, you know. The covenants, conditions, and restrictions. Covenants by agreement, conditions, meaning state of something, and restrictions, what you can and can't do or limited to within that community. And sometimes we look at it at what we can and cannot do. But the good part of this is what your neighbor can and cannot do. (laughs) Maybe they can't raise roosters, you know, that are going to wake everybody up at 5 in the morning. They can't paint the front of their house yellow. Or they can't put uh, their their Raider sign out there or their Denver Broncos sign or, you know, the team that the rival team out there. Um, there. There are things that are absolutely a benefit when it comes to an HOA. Because that's looking for continuity and uniformity in a neighborhood. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. All right. Um, what are, okay, how often do fees get raised? Well, the board has a monthly meeting, okay? Um, and there's a board of actual directors which is elected on most or every HOA. So the monthly meeting has minutes and it goes over anything or any concerns within the financials, within the community, um, the maintenance of it, the pool, um, everything that encompasses that HOA and that community. There's a board meeting every single month. Mm-hmm. So when when I when I hear people go, well, I don't even want to do an HOA. Um, you can't do anything about it. Well, there you can. You can get involved and be on your board and make the right decision for that board. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Now, the California Association of Realtors thought enough about this to actually come out with a new form called the BHAA. That's the Buyers Homeowners Association Advisory. It uh, describes a lot of the terms. Correct. And probably a, a good form for a buyer to read to get advice. A really, really good form for realtors to read so that we can advise our non-reading clients. Correct. It is a it is a a a pretty much a guideline to here's how CC&Rs are going to be broken down. Here's what you would want to look for when purchasing a home or a condo with a homeowners association. So look for these things. Here are the terms. Here's what you want to look for and read. Mhm. All right, so I'm looking at this form, and it talks about how they, uh, a, home, a, a potential buyer should look at the financial information of that association. Because what if all the, the, the gates needs maintenance, the, the roads are in disrepair, um, they owe the gardener for four months' worth of bills? That's kind of important for a new buyer to know. Well, it's just like a a business that's being ran. Um, You pay your monthly or yearly or quarterly HOA to this association, and you want to know how they're managing this money. This is your money and your neighbor's money. 
So where are they putting this? What's happening? Is there money in the account? Is there room for, is there money for improvements to the community? It's, it's, you're looking at a financial statement on how that, in a sense, HOA or business is being run. Money. Mm -hmm. Now, there's also a thing called special assessments that can come up. So let's say you're paying 100 bucks a month for the, the HOA, but all of a sudden you get a letter saying, um, hey, we're going to have a one-time fee of 1000 bucks because we need to resurface the roads. Well, hopefully, and my HOA did that as well. Um, they did resurface the roads, and, and they painted all the outside of the whole um, units, every single unit, and they did not have an assessment to it. I would say you would get an assessment when there is an emergency um, or if those funds aren't being managed correctly. If the funds are being managed correctly by the board, um, they will foresee some future repairs. They will foresee that you have to paint every 10 years. Um, they will foresee that and keep a chunk of your monthly dues, yearly dues, in there for those assessments. Now, do they come up? Absolutely. I think it's a great thing that everybody should be on a board at some point <laughs> because you can learn how to budget for yourself. Correct. Because you don't – let's look at the HOA of an individual family. All right, so in other words, no real HOA. You just have to maintain your home. So if you're living on 100% of your income already just for, you know, buying pizza every Friday and Saturday night, sure. and you're not saving any money for future maintenance, you will have a special assessment come up. Correct. Yes. You know, all of a sudden you got to come out of pocket. you got to find the, some cash, yeah. yeah. Yeah, for the roof mm -hmm. or whatever. But if you plan ahead, like the HOAs do, correct. then you can say, okay, you know, my roof is good for another 15 years, so I'm going to start putting away $1,000 a year so that I'll have that money correct. for that new roof. Correct. Yes. And, and that's a lesson we can learn and from maybe, the HOAs. And maybe the myth we can dispel as well is that it, the HOA is just not a bunch of people that want your money and they're doing whatever with it. It is a, it is a board of directors that is governed by bylaws, written down bylaws, CCNRs, that they have to abide by. There are minutes in the board meetings. There are detailed notes. There are financials that have to be adhered to. Um, so it's not just a bunch of people going, yeah, we need to fix the roads. Let's charge everybody $300. Mm -hmm. So it, it, is, it is a real strict thing that, that, that governs these these. HOA communities. Okay. Plus, you're getting something. I mean, if let's say you do have a special assessment or they've been saving and they have reserves for a new road. Hey, you can look out your window and see your new road. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you might even have a little more power in a smaller HOA than you do citywide. Correct. If you're in the city, how much – and you say, hey, you know, there's potholes out there in my sure. road. I want it fixed. You might be on a seven-year list. Correct. And I'm glad you brought that together is because, you know, a single-family residence home, you can't just do anything you want to the front yard or to the roof or build this in the garage or the driveway or add on to this. There are codes, city codes and county codes, that restrict you from that. Are they any different than an HOA, CCNR? I don't know. Some of them aren't. Some of them are. Mm -hmm. But to backtrack just a little bit, 
to dispel the myths with the CCNRs where people kind of get um, scared or worried about it is what does what does your HOA cover? You know, does it cover lawn maintenance? Does it cover the outside of your home? Does it cover the roof? Does it cover cable? Does it cover water? And these are the things that are listed in the CCNRs. Okay, and I, you just made me think of something, too. Mm-hmm. So really, you need a real estate professional, a buyer and seller would need a real estate professional to to paint all the, the picture of what you get, the benefits, the pros and the cons. That might be, so if you have someone who can sit down with you, show you all that, review the documentation, that might be better than an online portal. Correct. Where there's just a drop-down <laughs> box, yes or no, to yep. HOA. Uh-huh. Here are your documents. Please sign yeah. the attachment. Yeah. <laughs> okay. With that, we are going to our next commercial break, Great. but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, Scott Tafoya. We're here talking uh, real estate. And I got to tell you, that was kind of a long intro or bumper music. Sure. Yeah. But I felt disrespectful to interrupt. I mean, it, it's like, Don, it's Labor Day you know, weekend. It's game day. We're talking real estate here. What could be better? You know what I mean? There you go. And... Living in a country that has laws that uh, and constitutional rights that allow for property rights, correct for home ownership, the the government even encourages home ownership, wants home ownership. Yeah, absolutely. Because homeowners generally have a pretty good track record. You, you know, if if you lose your job. And chance, and you own your home. Chances are you're going to hustle out there to find another one because you got your family's home to protect. Absolutely, that is your your domain. That is your the place where where you reside, and you put your your money and your sweat and tears into that place. Right, right. Um, let's talk about the process. So, uh, oh, but wait a minute. First, I think you have <laughs> someone to say. Something I do, to. and I and and I'm gonna. Sh- She's gonna she's gonna kill me for this. So I was gonna say hello to my daughter Peyton. Peyton Tawai, she is eight years old. She's wonderful. Hope you're listening, baby. I love you. Um, she's the greatest. So, and I'm gonna vouch for that one. Yeah. I, I haven't <laughs> seen her probably since she was four. Yeah, she's but, grown. Yeah, but she is a sweet, great kid. Great kid, smart as can be. I know I can say that because it's my kid. You know, everybody kid is smart <laughs> yeah. and beautiful. So, but. Yeah, she's awesome. So, hello, Peyton. Good morning. And I'd like to say hello, Peyton. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the process. So, tell us about that. When should someone get started? And the process you're referring to is? The process of getting into the real estate market, whether you're a buyer or a seller. Okay. The process can be a long and windy one. It can be troubled. At times, it can be great, um, hopefully most of the time, 99% of the time. Um, but I think that 
the, the, the great home buying and home selling um, experiences come with preparation. So you're talking about the process of where do, where do I start? What do I do? So, you know, from a thought in your thought or a desire in your mind, you know, to buy or sell real estate, um, that's the first thought that you have. And the whole process in between is from that thought to a close of transaction, buy or sell of your property or real estate or buying a house. So there's a whole bunch of stuff in between that needs to happen. I think we went uh, over some some solar lease and some HOA things that can come up during that transaction that need to be discussed and need to be investigated. Um, these are all the things in between A to Z that have to be prepared for, don't you think? Yeah. It, and here's one that comes up, uh, especially from first-time home buyers. Maybe they've been renting for the last five to ten years and always made their payment. They've, uh, they're probably paying eleven, twelve hundred dollars a month. And quite frankly, they're scared. Absolutely. Yeah. They're scared. Cause it's a commitment. You're now saying, I'm going to buy that home, but I'm going to pay my mortgage company thirteen hundred dollars a month. Okay. It's a hundred dollars more than you're paying in rent now, but it's more. And it's a commitment. You just can't. Or is it more? I mean, and that's the thing that we're we're talking about here, the process. And you're going to bust another myth, aren't you? Absolutely. <laughs> that's what we're here to do today. So yeah. it's, it's, it, is, it is the unknown and scared. Um, people talk about wanting to sell their house. People talk about wanting to buy for months, for years, for decades. And they never do it. They, they're in their apartment because of that fear of the unknown. So what we as realtors and brokers and fiduciary agents, we we want to be able to help you get over that fear and basically be informed. Mm-hmm. Fear is a big thing. I remember back when I bought my first home, I was scared because the, the I, I knew I could afford it, kind of. <laughs> I still had that fear. But... It was the fear of commitment. It's like I'm sinking a root into the ground here, it, right. and, and I can't just decide tomorrow I'm going to move to Sacramento or Denver. It, it's like no. I, I'll, I'll I heard put, that about you. Fear of commitment. Yes, yeah. all your life. <laughs> uh, I will have the listeners know I've been on this show for ten years. There you go. Always yeah. on a week-to-week contract. There you go. <laughs> I, you I never love, know when you're going to get that call Friday night. We don't need you, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I always love the story about Tommy uh, or Walter O'Malley and Tommy Lasorda. Never had a long-term contract. It was always year to year. But, man, they had longevity. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. those are a couple of my... Maybe that's models. your fear. You have to do well today to come back next week. Is that what we're saying here? Maybe that's why I show up prepared, too. <laughs> yes. As a Boy Scout. Prepared as a Boy Scout. Good. That's right. Good deal. Okay, so um, when should they call you in, in this? When should they call their realtor? Uh, is should it be the day that uh, or the day before they want the sign in the yard if they're a seller? No. So that's an easy answer. Yeah. <laughs> when should you call your real estate professional, your broker, your realtor to get the information? When that thought of buying or selling real estate, real estate or property turns into a decision to move forward. 
you should pick up the phone and call your professional to go talk about it, to game plan, to have that buyer-seller consultation to see what exactly is you're looking for as a seller or as a buyer. You know, where are you going? What are you doing? How much do you need to make? I mean, do you want me to go on with the, the questions that, <laughs> you know, there are thousands of things. Like, you're going to call me to sell a property. I'd like to sit down with you and understand why. Where are you going? How are we doing this? You know, what's your motivation? What's your motivation? The property in good condition. Have What have you updated? You know, there's a, a laundry list of things that have to be talked about, finances, um, that type that have to be talked about before we, you know, put a lockbox on and, and throw a sign out there and, and, and have the, the Z word put it up on their website. You know what I mean? So I liked what you said about a game plan. Sure. you got to set a game plan. Do you think the Bulldogs are going to show up at 645 tonight uh, and not even have thought about the Idaho Vandals? No, I think they, the, they've been preparing all summer for this first game um, and ready to, to blow the roof off of it. And that's months and months of preparation, not only this week for the Vandals, but, you know, we're going to play them the first game. We're going we're gonna to get ready to go. Same with selling your house. Let's not just put a sign out there and hope people come. Let's talk about this. Let's get some things planned out and get you the most out of, you know, what you want for your house. Mm-hmm. So prepar- and that game plan gives you the preparation so the day that you hit the market, you got your best foot forward. You know, it's kind of like a first date, right? You're not going to show up in your sweats. You know, you finally ask that girl out or that guy out, and it's... It's a first date. You're gonna get your haircut. You're gonna get the the car wash. You're gonna you're gonna make a reservation at the restaurant. You're gonna make a good impression, right? Same with your home. You're going to wash the windows. You're gonna clean the carpet. You're gonna paint that blue room because not everybody likes blue, et cetera, et cetera. To get that first impression, first date on the market that day. You know, I I admit, the first date I wore shoes. The second date, and you can ask my wife this. <laughs> She couldn't believe I showed up in shorts, T-shirt, and barefoot. But we were just going to take a walk in the park. <laughs> Didn't need shoes. You thought you were in, right? You know, she liked me on the first day. I got a second one, so we're moving on here, right? There you Show go. her the real you. <laughs> Let's go to home buyers now. So, I think a lot of home buyers, especially first-time home buyers, are thinking, ah, you know, I've been referred to Scott Tafoya as my broker, but I don't want to bother him. I mean, it, it, it's a Thursday night or it's a Saturday afternoon. I don't want to bother him to show me this house or answer some of my questions. So maybe I'm not ready yet. I'll wait and wait and wait. The communication is key. First of all, this is what I do for a living. So part of my job is to show houses. Part of my job is to answer questions for you, my client. Um, I think if that expectation is set in the beginning, like I said, you just had a thought that you were going to buy a home. That thought turned into a little bit of an action to buy a home or a lot of action to buy a home. You picked up the phone and called me. So what's the next step? We are going to have that buyer consultation. We're going to have that sit down, that meeting to game plan and answer the questions that you have. So, you don't have to call me at 7 o'clock at night. We're going to put it up front. Things are going to come up, absolutely. But you're going to be well-informed on the process, 
financing, which I probably get into in a little bit, um, on how this goes and where we stand with your finances, your home buying ability, and what you want. Should that home buyer, in getting prepared, before they call the realtor and they call you and say, I, I've got a few questions, should they get pre-qualified and maybe go online and you know and see what uh, online lending can pre-qualify you for? Well, I, I know we are in the digital technology age and, and everything it is at a click of the button, um, you know, at our fingertips. And I would say this, if you want the biggest financial transaction to be in the hands of somebody you don't know or some technology app or online system, um, by all means, you know, buyer beware. Absolutely. But if I'm going to make a hundred thousand, thousands of dollar, you know, biggest financial purchase of my life, I want to talk to some people. Mm -hmm. And of course, I always say, if you can see them face to face, there's an accountability there. So, you know, that person online can just delete, hang up, whatever. They're, maybe they're back on the East Coast. No accountability. They don't have sure. to see you. Yeah, you you can really destroy them on Yelp. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, when it's somebody local, you're going to see them at the gas station, Correct. at the grocery store. And that's part of that talk that that we're going to have on the in the buyer consultation. We're going to, you know, we're going to get your lender's name you know oh i got a guy in georgia he's great uh, well okay we're here in fresno does he know the georgia market you know do the appraisers here you know, there's a whole gamut of things that go into that and the accountability issue the ones that we work with here locally the agents the lenders the title reps the insurance people um by the way you need all those for a home transact to buy a home um we know them and again they have an accountability to us as friends, as colleagues, as as people in their industry to to hold hold everybody up to their higher standards. Mm -hmm. um, how about you know, somebody who's not a home buyer? They're not a home seller. They're both. Boy, that in other words, they have they want to buy a new home, but they have to sell theirs already uh, first. Uh, now, there's a need for consultation. Absolutely. Now, That's a difficult transaction. That's like trying to land two 747s at the same time. It can be done. While eating your lunch. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now, it's, it's one of those things where you're, the contingency, the sale contingency, to, and then to buy another property, wasn't, it, it, it wasn't here five years ago. Correct? Yeah. I mean, we're, we, just in the last year and a half, two years... Um, we, we've seen the contingencies come back to move up buyers. I'm, I bought five years ago. I'm selling this to buy another one, which is great for our market. Wonderful. All right. With that, we are going to go to our next commercial break, but stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio 940 ESPN. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, and Scott Tafoya of Tafoya Real Estate. 
here in the studio with us, and a salute on Labor Day. Absolutely. The Labor Day weekend to the working man. The as, working man. And who is that that's, that was on the music? Aaron. Aaron Tippin. Yes. Yeah. With, right. with one P or two. <laughs> You're the guy with the spelling degree. The spelling degree. problem, yeah. That's yeah, it. you tell me. <laughs> um, it, it, and it's going to be a good weekend, and let's all remember the, those people that work hard. Absolutely. And work smart. I think it's the the backbone of this, not only this community, this this city, this county, um, with the, the farmers and, and everybody in the industry, but this country as well. Great. What is, in your opinion, the biggest thing that holds people back from moving, moving into their first home, moving into a newer home? I think we have to take it back just a little bit. Um, and in one word, to answer your question, it's it's fear. Hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Um, they don't know. Um, fear of the unknown? Fear of the unknown. So that's three words. Four okay. words. <laughs> so, But it's fear. You were an English yes, major, uh, I could yeah. tell. Yeah. <laughs> Spelling, exactly. English. Yeah. Um, but it, it's fear. Um, so they don't know how to move forward with how to find a property, how to get finance for a property. They don't know if they have enough money. They don't know what they qualify for. They don't know if that uh, credit card they didn't pay when they were 18 years old is going to come back on their credit. They haven't pulled their credit in 10 years or 5 years. They don't know what's on it. So if you don't know those factors, I would say there's a little bit of fear to hold you back and not propel you forward to the home buying process. Well, you're making me think about tonight's Bulldog Vandals game. I'll bet you if the coaches weren't there, there'd be a lot more fear on the team. Absolutely. Yeah, cause, but you have your coaches there that can help guide you, and that is actually what a realtor is. That's their job. That's their their duty to prepare you for this transaction, this home buying process. The coach is there to prepare you for your opponent the next week. Realtor, broker is there to prepare you for everything that comes up from A to Z, from that thought in your head that I want to buy a house or sell a house to the close of that transaction. We're here to help you. And um, sometimes that realtor has to be the psychologist, too, in, in a transaction. Earlier in the week, Scott and I were talking, and we realized, he, he uh, Scott, you were a catcher. I was, in, yes. uh, For Centenary College. Um, I, Me, I was a catcher in a, uh, for about... 10, 12 years on a, um, a fast-pitch softball team. There you go. We talked about how we love that position because you're involved in everything, uh, but you're also the psychologist. You're the calming effect to the pitcher, um, and, and you're the motivator to the team. Absolutely. Whatever sports analogy, that you're, you're the quarterback or you're the catcher. You're in real estate. The real estate agent is the quarterback, the catcher. And basically coordinating and 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 telling you how you know we're going to work this and bringing in the lender and bringing in the title person and bringing in the inspectors and bringing in um, the 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 everybody else that's involved in this. Um, so, so I mean, it, it can be quite daunting if you you're starting at zero and you don't know these people. But if you're a real estate agent, a real estate broker, and you're buying a place, you probably don't have that same level of fear. Well, you 
as far as the purchase goes, yes. I mean, but you know and you're confident in your coordinating abilities to to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, some of the best transactions I've ever had was when we started the process with the wants and needs of the buyer or the seller, and then we go from there. And we coordinate the lender, we coordinate the title, all those people that need to be in this transaction, you know, to make it a smooth one. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for realtors to know that we have to be empathetic to buyers' fears. We can't look at it like, oh, man, that, I wish they'd hurry up and sign because uh, that'll be number four for the month. And it, <laughs> it can't be that way. It has to be, wow, this person is maybe fearful, struggling with that fear. One, 100% of residential real estate, I would say 100%, is, is emotional because it's either somebody selling a property that they've lived in, um, maybe raised some kids there or, or got married, or they're, or on the buying side, it's going to be somebody's first house for their family, or um, I've never owned a home, or that type of thing. So when you say the realtor and broker needs to be empathetic about the process, well, I agree 110%. We need to know, and that's why we go back to this buyer consultation. Why, why do you want to buy a property? You know, Well, I just got married. I have a kid on the way. We need a house. Okay, so that's a big motivator. When you talk about consultation, are you talking about a series of texts? No. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, that we are in the digital age here and text messages, but um, you know as well as I do that text messages some kind of, sometimes get misconstrued and the information doesn't get relayed as it should i was talking to a relative in another town so i'm not the agent here right (laughs) (laughs) giving her a little bit of advice and uh she's been dealing with her tenant by text and there's a huge misunderstanding sure she goes but i have it all in writing on text i said maybe you have it all on writing (laughs) but you don't have an understanding at all yeah or a contract or anything agreed upon yeah. Absolutely. So highly suggest don't do it by text. No, no. And it goes back to the communication thing with the, the consultation. So um, if everything is laid out before, the communication is there so everybody's on the same page. Got a couple of questions for you before we wrap up. Sure. What do you want our listeners to remember the most about today's show? Well, the fear factor in buying or selling a home doesn't need to be there, okay? If you have a trusted professional, trusted broker, um, trusted real estate agent that that you can sit down and talk to and have that consultation and, and be, be candid. Like, here's what we want and here's where we want to go. And, you know, that that is a simple conversation over a cup of coffee with your professional. Mm-hmm. And is it often that you meet with somebody, give them that advice, and maybe they don't, they're not ready for another year? Does that happen a lot? Absolutely. The, often you meet with them and they aren't ready, or often you meet with them and I can't help you. Um, maybe the, that's where, where we say I have somebody that you might, might help you even better, but um, that the first is the fir- consultation. Okay, I got a quick Final question for you. Here we go. Give me your prediction on tonight's Bulldog Vandals game. game. Go yeah. dogs. 41-10. 41 Bulldogs, 10 Vandals. That means we're going to have a good season. We are. 
All right. Absolutely. Thank you, Scott. Thank you to all our listeners for tuning in to Welcome Home Radio, and we'll be back next Saturday, 9 to 10. Thank you. Thank you, Don.